I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfathers was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Let's go get them. Let's go get them. What's that? Uh, I was trying to think. <laughs> you look like, like you're thinking. <laughs> I was thinking. I definitely was. I was trying to think. I was like, oh, what comes next? After, Let's go get them. Uh, 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 it's the end. Snare. Oh wait, the full song. Uh, I I I'm lost. Usually it. on top of this. I know. Seriously, it's all right. I guess it's a good nice. reminder that it's okay to to be in other positions as well, not just the top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In comparison to two, there's only two of us. All right. You don't have to. You don't have to pump yourself up like that. But it's cool. It's cool. No, I guess I'm usually on it though. You're usually spinning like, right? That's what I'm saying. I was like, well, I guess it's okay, Kellen, if you're not on top of things, if you could just like be beside them or in the vicinity, that's at least something <laughs> to your credit. There you go. <laughs> uh, too good. No, I was trying to think of, uh, whoa, I was thinking of like the Deja Vu, uh, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Let's Go Get Them. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. baby. Bing. Seems like See, Air from your eyes, your smile hey, is hey, like hey, I hey, breathe hey. you. You did what? Reminisce no one mm. She said she don't want to. about it to you. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you had me going for a second. I thought you were keep going. See, Boy, I can be a hype man. I catch myself there. Something I just can't do. I forgot all the words. <laughs> so appealing, I can't let it can't go. let it go. Yes, iconic, iconic beat. I'm saying. Well, my favorite part about that is like the BET Awards. I don't know if you remember when she performed that in that little silver dress. And she was like throwing herself on the stage and flopping around. And then she got up and she did her African breakdown. But she flopped uh-huh. back down on the floor and she was throwing like, <laughs> just like, dang, girl. <laughs> Young Beyonce just like everywhere on a stage. Now she'll be like, you know, she still hits it yet. She'll be in like a cute pocket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of B, I seen you on your IG wearing the new Ivy Park. Oh, I don't know what collection it is, but I'm like, ooh, I like that one. Ivy Heart, I believe. Uh, the the yeah, latest it was Valentine's. really cute. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the snakeskin, it's hella dope. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been trying to stay current <laughs> because <laughs> I've gotten so much Ivy Park now that they just like hit me up directly and they're like, Kellen, we know that you buy. So here's a link. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> just will literally email me before each That's drop. That's smart. Uh, and so that's why I was like, I, I want to keep my status up. Uh, so uh, I, I got myself a pair of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look really cute. I saw an ad and I think Karuchi was wearing one too. That was the only ad that I seen aside. Oh, and I saw Kelly. Um, oh my gosh. Kelly Rowland. Yes. So I'm like, I really like this one. I might have to. Well, I don't know. It's probably sold out, but <laughs> I was gonna next say, go I'm around. Like, I'm going to see right. what's, I'm going to be ready. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Well, um, never mind. 
<laughs> I'll give you the special offer later. <laughs> okay, yeah, let me know when they contact you. When when their people contact your people, let me know so I can at least scoop one one or two things. Yeah, share, share that, the share the knowledge. Scoop. <laughs> um yeah no it's it's everything low-key the quality on the shorts is so divine and what I love most about Ivy Park is low-key just the quality and like the creativity Mm -hmm. because there's like Mm -hmm. tiny little details that you don't see online and then you get the stuff and you're like oh my gosh this makes it 10 times cuter yeah Uh, and so yeah it felt bomb wearing those shorts the other day I was like okay all in my practice I felt all expensive and (laughs) just like (laughs) in line (laughs) my shots were all cleansed (laughs) Uh, someone was telling me about chakras okay so I was in I was in Vegas like I mentioned in the last show and I went to this it's called it was called the black farmer's market but it really was more because like farmer's market has like fresh produce and you know different types of homemade foods and remedies this one, I would say, is more of a pop-up shop. So they had, like, different businesses, Black businesses. Um, they had food, of course, which I stayed away from, thankfully. I was I was, I was, was being an adult, and I said, Michaela, you got food at home. So I did not. <laughs> okay. I did not <laughs> indulge in any of the food. But, um, yeah, I went up to a booth, and I think I was buying some soaps and some shea butter. And one of them, she, she, she does it for, like, a living, and... She did the chakras and I forgot what it's called. It starts with an R, but she oh, does all. T- yeah. Like cleansing? Yeah. And so she was telling me all about this stuff and she was like, Hey, pick a piece of paper, whatever color you choose. And I'm just like, okay, read me. Like, oh, ah. <laughs> let me take all of this in. But um, it was really cool. I learned a lot of stuff. And like my sister was, is into crystals. So that's her thing. To me, I'm just like, they're real pretty rocks. Like, <laughs> but like <laughs> she had this whole table, uh, the the business Defender. owner had this whole table. Yeah. Had a whole table of like different crystals. She had a few joints. Like it was all vibes. And I was wow. like, paleo, like, I was like, my sister likes these rocks. <laughs> my sister <laughs> likes crystals. Give me your best one. And so that's what she did. So it was a whole vibe. And it was cool to see like all different types of black people, obviously just doing their thing. And what I really loved is just like the natural healing of it all. And, you know, homemade sea moss over here and homemade pie over here and candles over here, Reiki over here. Like it was just a huge smorgasbord of all different types of business. So that was really cool to to kind of go check out and support support business owners and artists so this was in vegas yeah was it in like a convention center or was it held outside or how'd that it work? was outside Shoosh. thankfully it was outside okay. and i don't know what kind of energy i bring to vegas because the last <laughs> time i was there they dropped the mask mandate the day oh. i got there they dropped the mask mandate Oh. And I went to the spa. So my best friend surprised me with like, we had a Galentine's. So Ew. that was like, you know, so like you besties know? just spoiling ourselves. Like, so she surprised me with the spa day and I'm talking to the spa lady and I said the same thing. I'm like, they dropped this mask. Cause I went in with my mask. I'm like, I don't know y'all. Like we, I'm, I, we don't play this over here on the East coast. <laughs> you know, we take it real serious. So I was walking up, up and through that spa with my mask on. And so she pulls me into the room to do, obviously get my massage, which was a lot better than my last one, might I add, but I will get to that later. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm excited. But, um, but yeah. And so she, I was telling her that and I was like, Hey, 
last time I hear they dropped last time I was here, they dropped the mask mandate. And then I get here again and this is their second drop. And she's like, you must be our good luck charm. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm like, did you see those numbers as soon as you dropped that mandate? I'm like, your girl's playing no games. But um, but yeah, so it was all around. It was cool. Oh, did I tell you where the 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 pop up? I didn't even. I don't know how I just brushed over that. I forgot where I was, how I was connecting those right. two. I'm about outside, but, um, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I said, I was drunk. glad. Yes. yes. I was glad it was outside because they, um, they had it in like in a water park parking lot. Ooh. So I'm pulling up like, okay, water slides. And then you have all these vendors just out in their huge parking lot. So it was real cool. They had a DJ. Um, yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going to another one. Heck yeah, I love those things. Especially mm-hmm. like how you get to like sit and talk to people. Uh, oh I, yeah. I used to stop by them all the time when I was in New York, like walking around or whatever. Uh, and I remember one time uh, like having this really great conversation about lady and hair growth and hair restoration. It was like her and her husband. Uh, and mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, yeah, like she she like helped me like just like giving his testimonial and like all this stuff. And then you get to try all the samples. Um, I don't know. It's just really cool, like knowing that. And then when I came back over here to the West Coast, I was like, you know, doing, trying to work better about like, you know, shopping black, shopping native, shopping local. Yeah. Uh, and I wish that I still had her card. I could not find it. And I remember like having like awesome conversation with her and like wanted to follow through. I, uh, you know, I mm-hmm. didn't in the moment odds yet. Uh, just those experiences of like getting to like go and connect and like be around all of that. It's hella dope. That's so cool. You got to yeah. go. And it's like, a, it is a whole vibe. Like in New York, it's like, they obviously have those vendors all over the street. So it's yeah. like, it's pop-ups everywhere. <laughs> Wherever you can get it, somebody's going to sell you some. But I think just in those environments when there are pop-up shops, when there are, you know, buildings full of just supporting black business, it's a whole nother experience, which kind of dips into the representation kind of side of things mm-hmm. in society mm-hmm. and how important it is for not only me, but you know, even my grandparents all the way down to my, you know, my children or whatever, to be able to see these black people, black excellence, you know, and not even necessarily only black excellence. Even when you go into a powwow and you see all these vendors and, you know, food vendors and everything. And it's like, it's a whole vibe because when you go into it, it feels really good to be able to connect with your own on that kind of level to see you, you know, see them doing their thing. Yeah. you know, and they get it, they're getting to know you about your thing, you know, and it's just, it feels really good. It's like, you kind of like how we were talking about code switching a little bit is like, mm-hmm. once you're in the room, you don't feel like you have to code switch. It's like, it's just yes. the energy and you guys feed off of, we, we feed off of all of that energy in the room, you know, and it, I don't know, it's, I guess it's an undescribable feeling, I guess, but, um, yeah, feel it felt really good. And I'm like, man, I want to, I kind of, it got my brain pumping and business mind pumping a little bit. I'm like, we need to do this in Lapway. So yeah. to be continued, you oh, know, no. not, we're going to, we have to do a little something to portray not only black and, you know, black and native excellence in some form, whether it's through art, whether it's through entertainment, whether it's through business, whatever. So we'll see. We'll see what yeah. I can come up with, but I mean, just it like really the whole inspired festival, me. like a whole black mm-hmm. native festival, like a bunch of vendors, a uh, little powwow section with, you know, dance competition, <laughs> uh, parties at night after parties, DJed out, you know. All right. You're, you're making this really expensive <laughs> for me, Kelly. <laughs> 
I'm like, oh, oh no. Let me take my notes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, uh, well, if you and Chloe are in New York again, uh, definitely try to hit up one of the, they have like hella crystal shops. I used to love going with some of my friends. Uh, and one of the cool things that I loved about it is like you would go and the people would tell you they're like, whatever crystal you see, like, you know, because they have like a bunch of them like lined up all or whatever. They're like, pick whatever what is like calling out to you and then there's like different mm-hmm. books that they have there so you like you you grab whichever one is like calling out to you whether it's like the texture or the color or the shape or the size and then you can mm-hmm. read exactly like what that thing is and like how it affects you know the energy your space and all of that stuff I used to love mm-hmm. that because like uh, the different times I'd go in I'd find like something different and then I'd read up about it and I was like oh my gosh this is exactly where I'm at in my life like you know mm-hmm. it's crazy how those things kind of align uh, so it could be a cute little like day trip for you and your sister if you are back in the city again together soon. Just like look up one of those those uh, crystal shops there in the city and like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely need to bring her with me. Although we were in North Carolina and it was they had all these crystals. She's like, oh my gosh. And so she like goes in and she's like taking her sweet time, like looking at the crystals. <laughs> and I'm like, you pick your rock yet? Like, <laughs> I was like, I know you like pink. Just get the pink one. And, like, <laughs> and she's like telling me, she's like, well, no, this one's supposed to mean this. So it was really interesting. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna let you do your thing. I'm gonna go ahead and just walk around the store. But um, yeah, I need her to be there to explain it to me. And I'm like, how am I supposed to like, and for me, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, how do I, how does my energy change? How does my mood change by having this rock in the room? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't get it, but I want to get it, which is yeah. really the only thing that matters. So I want to know a little bit more about it because there's so many people that are excited to just talk about it. So yeah. And it's natural. It's like, it's uh, they're, they're made up of the the natural, what do you call them? things that end with i'd like dioxide uh minerals there it is that's the word okay <laughs> uh, you know because like they're, they're they're made from natural minerals so it has like it's connected to the earth it's connected to uh, the universe and all the things that's so like again it's you can't really take it away from everything mm-hmm. else like of course it plays a little bit of part of like yeah. everything else you know like we're disconnected from it now in our modern world and all this stuff in in our ways yet like that stuff does actually mean things. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Like the more you learn, obviously I'm not the most proficient and or like knowledgeable. I have like mm-hmm. the tiniest pinch of understanding. You know, I've, I barely like dip my toe in all of that yet. <laughs> Still like the, like the tiny bits that you learn, you're like, okay, actually, you know, like, yeah, I'm interested. I can, I can do some more. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping I get to that point, yeah. which I, well, I, I think I will. I did charge my crystals. I have I have one crystal that my cousin gave me. Shout out, Lindsay. Love you. Uh, and one of my moonstones uh, from one of my friends. Uh, and then I also put out some moon water because uh, we had the full moon just the other day. It's the snow moon. Uh, and I don't know if you've listened to Black Parade by Beyonce. Or she says, I charge my crystals in a full moon. Because, um, yeah, that's uh, when uh, you can put your crystals out because uh, the full moons, that's when it's the strongest and it helps to recharge your crystals um, mm. so that it keeps their potency. Uh, and then it also helps you to develop a moon ritual. So like each month that you can do something. So like I said, I put out some moon water as well. I got like a little uh, mason jar and then I like 
filled it up with water and I like spoke my intentions and prayers over it. And then I put it out uh, to like charge in the full moon overnight. And then when I woke mm -hmm. up the next morning, um, like I, I drank it and like took all of those intentions into my person, um, like mm. underneath the dark moon or like, cause it was still, well, I got up really early. So like the moon was still out. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, these are some like small little things uh, yet powerful. Oh, I, I need to, take my little notes yeah. moon there. rituals because start there moon rituals my friends laughed at me because I still write things down <laughs> like don't worry about my process all right <laughs> right I love um, writing I mean I think our, our our listeners know you know your yeah. girl likes a nice journal I like nice. a good pen to paper I don't know it just makes it that much more real for me like when I have a pen and a piece of paper it makes me feel like I don't know I just you just put more energy into it you remember it a lot more because you physically wrote it down yeah I don't know I it's just actionable. still like pen to paper yeah yeah I just feel like with I don't trust phones and laptops because what if I lose my phone what if something gets wiped out what if I get locked out like I like I like having me a good good notebook but I anyway, remember in <laughs> elementary learning about Leonardo da Vinci and how after he passed away, they said that they found like hella like notebook. Well, they weren't notebooks. I don't know. It'd be back then like parchment or like binders <laughs> um, uh, of like his notes and all of his studies and whatnot, you know, that was never released, that never made anything. And so that I think about that with like being an artist and a business person and just a self-guided, mm -hmm. self-motivated person and all the writings and stuff that you've done, the collection of books and ideas that probably haven't even like made it out yet. Like you have them written down. It's all written know. down. Right. Like it's, it's pretty awesome to think about in that way. It's like, dang, you know, I don't know. But I've made it so much of a habit. Like even like yesterday I was prepping for a speech and I like, I'm like, I know I need to get some more thoughts down, but I'm like, I didn't, I didn't have a notebook and a pen. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I just like, I did, it didn't feel right texting it on my phone. I just, I'm like, no, I need a piece of paper. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, I, I refuse, like, I just, it, it's not, I don't feel right when I'm using my phone. Like I yeah. would rather use a pen and paper. Cause it just flows from like, it just starts flowing as I, as I write. And then I found like a little pocket notebook in the bottom of my backpack. And I was like, yes. And then I just started writing everything down. Cause I'm like, it's just, I don't know. It's like my, my ideas that switch the creativity switch comes on once I get a piece of paper, but when I get my phone and plus I don't like staring at my phone. Yeah. And like, if you hang out with me, you realize, you realize that like, I hardly ever have my phone on me. The only time I'm on my phone is typically to like post for like, business purposes or I'm just responding to someone yeah. like I like to be as present as possible so like my phone won't even be on the table if I, my phone is on the table it's flipped over because I don't want to be distracted from what's going on in front of me so you know if I, if if it was way back in the day and we still had house phones like I'd be okay with that <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh yeah it's a lot disconnected of... like don't even call me <laughs> Like yes, pew, pew, pew. remember that? Song? <laughs> oh my gosh! Right. This line is no longer in service. <laughs> I just do it myself. <laughs> I, I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> right. Oh, oh man. my gosh! It's the Technology. same thing. Like 
their rotary phones and people talk about that I'm like oh yeah i remember having to like do the full rotary like the full rotation of each number like eight yeah unwind two yeah wait for it to unwind my uh, grandma had a phone like that uh-huh we used to play on it just for fun that was actually people's real life <laughs> <laughs> i know i liked playing whenever i see one i was like oh it's just like the movies <laughs> you know it's crazy and i was just saying this like it's crazy how much technology has like really evolved yeah like in such a short amount of time like we aren't that old you know what i mean and it's like when you think about our childhood versus the kids now and you know we don't know how they're going to come out you know what i'm saying like we don't know I mean, I'm sure our parents felt that way about us, but like the technology game has been crazy. Like the member, the movie smart house on Disney, on Disney channel, that's literally our life. Like we just have to say, Hey Siri or Hey Alexa. And they're, you know, it's, it's a smart house. No. And it's mobile. Like wherever we go, you know what I mean? It's like, everything really is at our fingertips. Then you got Uber eats now and you got, um, DoorDash. It's like, we live in a place to where everything is too much of a convenience. Like, yeah. but I mean, it's, it's good, I guess, but still it's, it's just crazy to think from how much we really just have grown. Yes. Just the, to FaceTime like, alone or like exactly. or what we're doing right now, basically like face yeah, to face zooming. talking, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, and we're not even in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And and it also and it, it it explains why so much of so much of our society is impatient as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like imagine 50 years ago and having a smartphone and because something didn't pop up in 2 seconds, like you're frustrated but back then like 5 seconds was fast. Right? <laughs> you yeah. know what I yep. mean? Yep. So it's just it's crazy just to think about, but and it's like, you know, what? there's so much I don't we don't even know about that's our, that's out there, you know, yeah. or that's like about to be released. So. Yeah. Or, <sighs> the, or the effects, you know, one thing that kind of like trips me out and I try not to think about it too much is my AirPods. When I connect to a device with my AirPods in my ears, I don't know, something about it just makes me a little weary. Like, what am I doing to my brain or my body? You know, like what what mm-hmm. waves are like coming through me right now? Because I'll do that. Like I'll switch between like my phone and my laptop uh, and I'll keep my AirPods in my ear. And so like it disconnects and it's like, doom, doom. and then like the other one comes in, it's like, doo-doo. and then it's just like all of this like radio stuff just happened while connected to my like brain, basically. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. wait a second. Uh, <laughs> so yes. yeah, we don't even know like the the causes of it yet or like the the after effects because it, it's advanced so quickly, you know, we can't even mm-hmm. like measure it in real time uh, to see what things are, you know, oh, this kind of trips me out. Yeah. And so, like I said, some of it's too convenient, like with mine. So I have the Bose earphone. Ear, okay. Ear basically like Bose AirPods, like earpods or whatever. Yeah. And they sound amazing. But the thing that like trips me out is that it does noise cancellation. And so it blocks everything else out. And the only thing I really hear is what's coming through them. Okay. And as con- as nice as that may sound, it I don't like it like in public because I'm like, I need to know what's going on. Like if the world's ending, <laughs> I can't just be bopping along like everything's kosher. Like, no, I need to know what you know, if someone's about to, you know, off me like I need to I need to know what's going on. You Some know what I mean? Awareness. Yeah, exactly. Kind of I need to hear something. You know what I mean? So when I'm in public, I don't. The only time I really listen to them is like, oh, well, they give you two modes. So they have a mode to where it's like 
kind of like the old school what are those earphones those jelly ones or whatever they had back in the day (laughs) but like they sold them at walmart for like five or ten dollars and everybody had them in high school and they were different colors but they were so cheap but they were cool i don't know i think they were called jelly anyway like the different caps that you could put on like the different like rubber they didn't have caps yet i don't think okay okay but um but yeah, but anyway, so you, it gives you outside noise. And then they have another mode that cancels everything out. And so I'm like, when I'm in public, I can't, I can't do it. It's just, it gives me a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> like I need to know what's going on around me. But they are really nice. That's what I'm saying. It's like, everything is so adjusted and catered to the buyer, you know, which is the point of business, which I agree. But like I said, sometimes for me, it's a little too, too convenient. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a old lady you know you gotta you can't just hit me with all this technology <laughs> i need to get into it you know get my feet wet a little bit with them but yeah that's why i'm hella grateful to like have grown up pre-internet you know like to at least experience the real world in its essence mm-hmm. without all of this stuff and then now that the yeah. internet's here it's like like you were saying like kids from here on out like they're only plugged in you know, they don't mm-hmm. know anything outside of this unless they are like brought up in a, an environment where, you know, they're not exposed to it yet. How, where are you going to find that place? You know, like yeah, in the woods or, you know, I know it's not that deep yet. I don't know. It's just, it's wild at like having that appreciation of like understanding how things were prior. And then now that like you're saying everything is so convenient, it's just like, okay. It gives you at least a little bit of like, perspective around it all you're like yeah my uber eats is showing up 20 minutes after it was supposed to yeah i didn't have to leave the house or cook and i'm getting exactly what i wanted exactly. so it's okay you know like <laughs> whereas before, uber eats would have been like shit out of luck you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly uber eats came for me the other week because well okay so whenever something's wrong with my food i report it you know what I mean? And some people just report it so they can get their money back. But like, yeah. if there is a slightest inconvenience, I will report it. And so I got some Popeyes and they like burnt my bottom bun. Like the chicken was soggy on one side and not like, what, what is this? And so I was very, very not satisfied. So I like, <laughs> I like, pulled out my phone and I was like, this is terrible. It's just trash. Like, so I sent them a photo of it and they came for me. They're like, Michaela, we noticed you've had a lot of complaints. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm like, the only time I ever complain is when something actually has gone wrong. Is it my fault? Y'all keep messing up my food. Like, but I, there have been a couple of times to where I'm like, hmm, let me see, you know, let me see what I can get back, you know, for the slightest income. So I'd find something. That's wrong with but that's not the point. This right. time it was actually messed up. And so they like said a whole caseworker and was like, hey, Michaela, we really appreciate your 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 business. You are a gold member. And I'm like, OK, like, and I'm not proud of that. I'm really not because. <laughs> I hate about getting I uh, I hate getting from Uber Eats because you have like all these fees that are tacked on it. The tips aren't even tacked on, but yeah, I just paid twice for twice as much mm-hmm. for my food. So mm-hmm. I only get Uber Eats like when I'm like really just either busy or lazy. Um, and the 
the day before, like the the order before this one that I reported anyway, my food was like two, three hours late. I'm like, first of all, if I knew it was going to be two, three hours, like I wouldn't have got it. So I reported it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro. So anyway, I don't even know if I got my money back. I didn't check my account, but I was just like, all right, Uber, I, I see how it is. But it's just funny how they're like, Michaela, we noticed that <laughs> <laughs> like I'm cheap, like I'm not cheap like that. I'm just saying, you know. Well, get it together then. Gosh, I wouldn't have to exactly. report it. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm a gold member. Do you know who I am? <laughs> you said it yourself, gold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bronze. <laughs> you want me to take my business to DoorDash? Huh? <laughs> right. But no, it was crazy. I didn't even read the message, the whole message, but like a lady reached out she's like i'm a part of the uber eats team we really appreciate you being a customer and we you know we're i'm on this i'm gonna figure this out i'm like girl just keep my 12 dollars. like i was just letting you know you need to tell popeyes to step up their game but um they be acting like anyway. they really are like so like on your side or like so like i don't know you're like oh we really want to make sure that you're this and that like i'm doing i'm gonna do the best on this and it's like I know you're not doing all that. However, thank you. I appreciate this automated <laughs> message, this copy and paste that you gave me. And yes, listen yeah. to my complaint and give me a credit. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would I would gladly take a credit. But you know, I'm not gonna say that, but you know, I would appreciate it. <laughs> but um Popeyes has really good mac and cheese, by the way. A word. Okay. If you is there a Popeyes in Spokane? I don't think so. There's a Chick-fil-A. There is one. It's like on the other side of town. It's north side. There's like one. But um yes. they but Popeyes has a good mac and cheese. They just released it. It's just like under just under five dollars. That's the thing for like a one inch cup, but like it's really good. But Chick-fil-A, I just recently um got this a couple weeks ago. They got like a frosted iced coffee. It's so good. I mean, I like it. I'm not like I'm not like a coffee drinker like that. Like, oh, let me get a macchiato with vanilla and two sprites of this. Like, I'm not that type of <laughs> coffee drinker. I'm very straight yeah. to the point. But it was really good. I liked it. Um, so that's another okay. of my favorite. If anyone wants to check it out. I still don't understand why Chick-fil-A lines are like a mile long. Every single Chick-fil-A <laughs> you go at any time of the day. It's like you have to sit in that line for 20 minutes. And I can't sit here and be like, I don't understand why people are in this line. Yet I sit in that line for 20 <laughs> minutes. <there> too. <laughs> but it is a really good, good restaurant. Well, it's looking like uh, the nearest Popeye's is in. Oh, you did not. Just oh. Speaking of Internet. Yes, we got we got instant access here. Instant knowledge. Uh, yes, there's a Popeye's in Post Falls, which is about 20 minutes away from me. Uh, I guess here in Spokane, we do have oh. Ezel's famous chicken, though. Um, I don't think I've tried that yet. I feel like, like I have. I don't think I have. Really? Uh, I've seen it in Spokane, but okay. I, I don't I don't know. I could have swore I tried it last time. Maybe I didn't, but I've seen it because they got like they got all types of stuff. Yeah, I'm well, I've, I've only ever had the because the, the originals over in Seattle and that's where Oprah likes it. I'm, I don't think she orders from Spokane. I don't even know if she mm -hmm. orders the Zells anymore. That's the whole story. It's Oprah's favorite fried chicken. Um, I don't even know if that's a certified claim anymore. Moral is, uh, yeah, I guess we do have any Zells and then a Popeye's. Uh, and then I guess we also have a chicken and more, which I didn't realize. Chicken and more, I think they I do chicken and waffles is. as well. Uh, I think oh. it's almost like um, mm, like a Waffle House type. Like mm, I still haven't been to Waffle House. Okay. But I've heard mixed reviews from Waffle oh. House. 
I've been to Roscoe's. Roscoe's is good. Yes, Roscoe's Mm -hmm. is bomb. Waffle House will have you on the porcelain throne uh, within 12 hours. (laughs) I just understood that. (laughs) It runs through your body, especially after a night out when you go. Uh, oh lord now's the time to go to waffle house like you know uh tmi TMI. they're just like hugging yourself at the waist all day like oh girl what did i do uh gosh or maybe that was just me hopefully uh hopefully it's not probably not i mean (laughs) i I haven't heard the best things about waffle house but um kennedy's chicken i know i think that's just an um, i'm i've only had it on the east coast but that Uber Eats delivery was the best delivery I've ever had. It well, not the best, but Kennedy's like fried chicken is a really good. No, so I ordered. I ordered Kennedy's. Got me a two-piece chicken. I think it was mashed potatoes, biscuit, and a beef patty. And for those of you who don't know what a beef patty, a Jamaican beef patty, is like a Jamaican meat pie. Like it's like has like a crusty. Crusty, cr- crispy, <laughs> crispy, like outside and the inside is beef or whatever you want to put in it. And so anyway, and they're like a dollar, one or two dollars. They're really good. And so I ordered it and I'm like, where is my food? Like, I hate waiting. And like, I'm, I'm already hangry. You know what I mean? Right. So if they're like, hey, we'll be there at the latest in 45 minutes. And you guys take an hour and a half, two hours. Like, that's ridiculous. And so they they got they came. And they dropped my food off and I swear they just pulled it out of the fryer before I got to the door. Because as soon as like I opened up the chicken, like it was crispy, it was steaming. It was so good. The flavor was there. The beef patty was really good too. So anybody that hasn't had Kennedy's, try Kennedy's if you see one anywhere. I don't know where they're all located, but they're really good. I have no idea. How did we get into chicken? (laughs) I don't even know. Chick fil A. Who doesn't like chicken? (laughs) Well, I like, so if I was to rank them, I like Kennedy's, I like Popeyes. Um, I don't know. Those are like my top, top two. I like KFC, but it depends on where it is because not all KFC is good at all. Like, agreed. It could be trash in one area at one location, and it could be amazing. It could be crispy. It could be fresh. Church is just cool, but I don't like any type of chicken that has too much like white meat. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's, and it doesn't really have any flavor or seasoning. But um, anyway, we can stop talking about chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, screaming. Ah, oh, that's too good. Well, okay, so uh, you went to a pop-up down in Vegas. Any other cool <laughs> things that you got to experience? I, I did see low-key uh, beadwork baddie Michaela BBM uh, posted up with her bestie at dinner. Uh, hey, y'all just looking extra fly. I was like, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> oh, bomb. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, the social medias, it'll let you in. Um, yeah, the true BBM, beadwork baddie. Uh, <laughs> okay, I need to change my handle. <laughs> that's that's your your alternate. Uh, yeah, my alter ego. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It yeah. Like a nice little dinner you guys been on or something? We did. We went to this restaurant by Roy Choi, um, best friend. It's called Best Friend. Aww. It's so good. So it's like a Korean 
and Mexican fusion okay. and he's from LA. So like, it's just a whole, like the, it's in the Palms casino and it's a whole vibe. So if you ever go to Vegas, check out, check it out. Cause the food is amazing. Like the music. And it was crazy because it was like, he was playing like Dom Kennedy, Chris Brown, some old school music. And when you're in there and you see all the people, you like literally have like young groups of like, you know, maybe people in their 20s, early 20s, all the way to like old couples, like elderly couples. I seen like three or four elderly elderly couples. I seen a group of table of elders just chilling and like sitting back in their seat, drinking their cocktail, bopping the Dom Kennedy. Like, wait a minute. (laughs) So white old people, first of all. And so that's why it's like... It's a really cool spot to go to. And talking about chicken, they had amazing chicken. Like me and my best, like we like to eat. We've always liked to eat. And so she ordered these wings and they're Korean barbecue ring or Korean chicken wings. And we did not say one word from the first wing we picked up to the last wing we put down. And I was just like, you know, we haven't said anything to each other in five minutes. And then we just started busting out laughing. So Korean chicken is so good because it's crispy. It's seasoned. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. So we did that. Um, so that was real cool. That was at, in that picture. Um, and then we also went to Thunder Down Under. She surprised hey, me with that, too. Well, they like we're making a big deal about Magic Mike. So I'm like, hey, like I've I've been hearing this all over the radio. Like the radio host said she went five times. Like, what's the deal with Magic Mike? So she tried to get tickets for Magic Mike, but they were sold out. And so or they weren't playing while I was there. So she was like, there is Thunder Down Under. So we went to Thunder Down Under and I'm like, I posted like a quick two second on my story, but that was like rated G. Like they go into X, like you see everything thunder, thunder down under and they will grab a female. And I'm glad we were sitting in the back because they will grab a female and bring her up on stage and you can let your mind wander from there. But like, there really is no limits in that show. The only thing I wish there was, there wasn't any man bingo and your girl would like a nice, you know, it would have been nice. I'm like, man, if this was all just, chocolate bodies that would be a lot better but there was one they had their token um and you can kind of tell and this is what i say you can't enjoy anything without feeling a little bit radical because i'm like you got this one man this one black man you know he's fair-skinned he's probably like you know mine i can't i can't you know front but like you have the one man and if you have one black and the rest are whites, you know what I mean? Like clearly he's the token. And then he does this bit by himself. And it's like that song where they play that bit where like growing up, I always wanted to be a gangster. And so then he comes out and then like, he does the one black song dances. And I'm like, how does he not understand? But I'm like, you're Australian. So I guess maybe it's not like the same, but it's very Australian to perform. My friend was like, he is not Australian. They say they're all from Australia. And so he was talking and my friend was like, he's clearly like throwing up an accent. Like that was the fakest accent I've ever seen. And the man's name's Malik. So I'm like, I don't know. But um, but yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I literally sit there thinking like, all right. You know, I'm trying to enjoy this, but it's a little, it's still a little frustrating the way they're presenting my guy. And his name was Chocolate Thunder. Like you really had a name of chocolate. Like, so I don't know, but it was cool. It was a, it was a cool show. I could, could check that off my little bucket list, I guess. But 
I'm, it was cool. I'm curious that they could also name him Chocolate Thunder. I wonder if that's trademarked. Wasn't that like a YouTube thing back in like the early 2000s with that young boy, the Chocolate Thunder, and he had like a really deep voice? He had like I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna search <laughs> the web. I'm gonna send it to you. Uh, it don't it don't matter. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've only ever seen Chippendales, and it was an all white cast, uh, and it was like. <laughs> The cheesiest thing ever. It was more of a giggle fest with like an appreciation for pecs and biceps uh, than like a, I'm turned on by this, you know? <laughs> I was trying to see Bolo. You remember Bolo? Uh, <laughs> like, no? Okay, I'm going to send you that link and I'm okay. just going to leave it there. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what I was hoping to see. But um, but yeah, it was cool. Like it was, it was, it was cool. But uh, we did that. Okay. I was gonna say Vivica A. Fox. I think wasn't she like four or five years ago trying to put together like a, a full like black cast of male entertainers, uh, and she was trying to like pitch a, a reality show around it too. I think it was around like the release of the second Magic Mike movie. Um, anyways, mm-hmm. I don't think it ever went anywhere. However, you know the demand is still there, so somebody please supply it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But I mean, if you go to that land, if you go to Atlanta, and I guess you just go to the strip club. Yeah. But a whole show is a different Ugh. story. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm not trying to be up close to the stage because those poor girls, those poor girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it was. I don't know. It was funny, and I don't know. I'll have to tell you all of this <laughs> after the show. But it was. It was cool. So we did a range of things. We went to the spa. We went to Thunder Down Under. We had some amazing food as usual. Um, what else did we do? That was kind of, I guess, the kind of the big, your, the big deals. Your massage experience was better this time around. Yeah, it was cool. Like she, I came in and you know, your girl loves deep tissue. And so I thought this lady was just walking me to my room. Cause it's like this, <laughs> this little white lady. And so she just like, and it was kind of awkward. Like she was very like straightforward, like kind of monotone. Okay. And she's uh-huh. like, okay, so you want like a medium massage? And I was like, no, you can go deeper. Like, that's fine. You can touch anything except my feet. Your girl's really ticklish. And so <laughs> that's right. That's right. She, did, that. she was cool. It was just like, I don't know. It wasn't as strong as I wanted it, but it was still very relaxing. And I never had anybody. She really worked like my neck and my head and my shoulders. And I've never really had like I I've had some masseuse masseuses who like you know, they go up there because they have to, but like she was really working them things. And I was like, yes, you're, I need my shoulders worked on. Cause like, as a like bead worker, we're always looking down. So yeah. it felt really good for like to get my head massaged and my, like my lower, like kind of like, you know, my upper neck, lower mm-hmm. head. I don't know, but um, yeah. it was really what, cool. What so that was good. Yeah. 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 She could have went deeper on my back, but my neck and my shoulders were really good. And then, for those of you that have not had a massage, please go find it's it's oh, yeah. worth it. Trust yes. me, it's worth it. Save up your little pennies, quarters, and then one day just spoil yourself. Yes. Like just put money aside here and there because that's how I was. Like I never cared to spoil myself, but even if you just put $20 a week aside or something and then like the next month it's really worth getting a massage and just spoiling yourself. So it was cool. I really appreciated that. But you can also get good deals on Groupon, uh, at least here in Spokane, and I'm sure any other city. Uh, mm-hmm. They like have good Groupons too for massages. My mom got me one one time a couple of years ago, uh, and it wasn't that much. It was like forty five bucks or something like that, and I got yeah. like a sixty minute massage. 
uh, off of that Groupon and it was hella dope. Like, you know, it came just at the right time, uh, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So yeah, even if, even if you feel like, oh, that's probably too much, like look at, at least at Groupon, that's at least one place you could look. Cause, uh, you can get yeah. cheap too sometimes. Uh, I actually took uh, a little bit of, uh, inspiration from you. Uh, and I started trying to find a place to get a massage uh, at the end of last week. And I have that appointment this afternoon. Oh, okay. Right? So excited for you. I'm so excited too. <laughs> what appointment you were talking about, but I'm glad you talking. I was like, all right, what do you got to go get a physical? Like, you got to get oh, your yeah. people done. You got to like, what's the deal? Like, <laughs> okay. no, be yeah, serious. Yeah, I booked a 90 minute massage. Uh, and so yeah, I'm excited. I, I have that here in about well, like it'll be about an hour or so after we're done recording. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I'm so looking forward to it. It's been so long since I've been on a table and just like worked out. Plus, I've been working out again after like a period of not. And you know, whenever you get mm-hmm. back into like being physical with your body, you automatically are just sore, like right off the bat. Uh, mm-hmm. So I know it's going to be like doubly special because it's like now I'm on like my new bit of like soreness. And so it's like, oh, I got extra to work out. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hopefully I'm excited crossed, for you. everything works out well. And, uh, you know, who knows if it does work out well, homie might get a new client, you know? Yeah, there you go. Each month, business expense, just like you're saying, because like, yeah. you know, we're working with Shoot, our bodies. mandatory. So, you know? Yes trying to keep up this health and uh and everything and all it's in all its forms and manifestations so yes well i'm excited for you you're gonna have to let me know how it is once you're done well even the fact (sighs) that we're like recording early today i i like splurged in the way that i uh took some i used some of my vacation time from work so like Mm -hmm. technically like i'd be on the clock right now yeah i got some vacation time to like get off the afternoon uh chat it up yes. with you and then go get a massage and I'm like I'm getting paid to do this wait what? yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it man like for anybody that needs that that extra push treat yourself yeah. you cannot give your best unless you feel your best and I've it sound may sound like we're joking as much as we talk like it is so serious to maintain your mental health your physical health all of that plays into how you perform and the love you give and the amount of love you give, not only to other people, but to yourself, especially. So go out there and treat yourself a little bit. You know, you'll realize your mood's a lot better and you're working, you know, you're a little bit more creative in your work or you're, you know, it's just, it's all of the things as Kellen would say. So <laughs> go out and um, go out and, and, and treat yourself a little yes. bit. No, and. Uh, and as an update, uh, we had a really awesome time on Instagram Live last week. Uh, shout out to everybody who did. We come did. In. <laughs> I forgot we recorded after that. <laughs> yeah. We had like a, well, because that was like the whole like, uh, we're talking in the present, yet this is going to happen in the future. Yet for people, it might be in the past. Uh, remember that whole <laughs> Yeah, that was really hard. Like, I'm like, I wasted 10 minutes of these poor people's lives trying to explain that. Uh, oh, so many but good it was insights. a very good 
Yes, a very good, a very good, Kellen did a great job. So basically, yeah, we just kind of jumped in and, you know, I know Kellen. So it was very funny just <laughs> sitting there trying to be professional and interview him, which I knew I wasn't. I was like, first of all, Kellen, you know me, I know you, right. you know, tell me what you want to tell me and I'll dig a little deeper from there. So, <laughs> and so we had a great conversation and Kellen really just spoke about his work and his heart work, as he calls it, and yeah. how, you know, how he has became an artist and what fuels him also so maybe some of the things that may not fuel him and how he deals with that so it was just an overall great conversation and we also tapped into like obviously black history month and what that means to him and you know the media so a lot of the things you guys have heard on this show already and so that was the fun part for me was because like I'm like how do I conduct the interview when I already know so much about this individual and he's just sitting there smiling you know not one customer came out of his mouth and I'm just like all right who you fooling like, <laughs> That's right. You're like, everyone, you're getting the PG version right now. I was like, but head over to Quantum Theory Pod. QuantumTheoryPod.com. That's at Quantum Theory Pod. But no, it was real cool. And I was glad that he was able to be to be our guest. Like, Kellen really is a powerhouse in every aspect. It's not, it's very rare to, you know, meet people that when they walk into their, to their room, you know, they project the energy that really influences your own energy and makes you want to feel, you know, makes you want to feel like, you know what, life isn't that serious and it's okay to just live in the moment. And Kellen always projects that when I talk to him. So, um, I got to meet Kellen because I'm like, whether you realize it or not, whether you realize it or not, you shift the energy in the room always. So it was cool. It was a cool conversation. And, um, we're still in black history month. Yes that we are and, it, and I don't I feel like it's going by but at the same time I don't know I feel like that I don't know I feel like this month this year I got overwhelmed in a sense like to where I didn't really do anything as as much as I probably should have or could have done I think just as we get older and we get filled with so much more knowledge of black history it kind of, you know, it could be, it could be exhausting. And so just knowing all of these different outlets of, you know, police brutality that's still currently going on, you know, having to, you know, spotlight black history as well as black, black excellence on top of representation on tops, top, it's just all of it, you know? And I think this month I kind of just felt really overwhelmed. Um, okay, well, what message, what message should I portray? What should I spotlight? You know, I have people kind of looking at me to have opinions and it's just, I kind of stood still this month and it wasn't intentionally. Like, I just feel like a lot of things I'm still learning and I'm still trying to figure out. And I think that's one thing we have to also tell just any people of color is you don't feel like you have to have it on and have that switch on all the time. You're not a spokesperson for anyone, you know, except for yourself. So um, it's okay to be confused sometimes, or it's okay just not to want to give an opinion, you know, sometimes for your own sanity, you know, it's okay to want to spoil yourself, you know, because of everything that we have to go through as black and brown people. It's okay to have a spa day, you know, we're the one that's dealing <laughs> yeah. with that, those effects, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, that I didn't expect for me to feel kind of this way this month. Not that I'm sitting here just really thinking and, <laughs> you know, what I mean? sitting <laughs> on the edge of my bed, just, you know, in the nineties, you know, 
no love video just yeah. really torn up or anything like that it was just like this month the i'm just really exactly and it's just i don't know and i'm i'm okay with it you know what i mean yeah. like i think just the more i learn the more i want to change and the more i want to get to understand and i think i'm just processing everything yeah. that i'm kind of realizing and that's okay because i feel like it could really go in a great direction like okay michaela really took that time to step aside and understand not only her emotions but her place in the world and her individuality and where she fits and she decided you know to make a difference and by understanding some of these changes in her community that maybe this time next black history month i implement some sort of something, whether it's an event, organization, business, whatever, that actually contributes to these problems that we actually are facing in society, you know? So that this month, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go full forward when really trying to push, push the message um, as much as I feel like I should have or could have, but I wouldn't even say should have, I would say could have, but um, it's just processing. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a weird feeling. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. Um, I see all the black history. And like I said, I think even when just as we were talking about just sitting in a room and just enjoying yourself and then all of a sudden, you know, it hits you. And so I'm like, I'm dealing with those moments, too. Like just getting to know America can really just turn me off sometimes. (laughs) And I didn't really almost want to dive deep into Black History Month this month because it's going to anger me. You know what I mean? So um so yeah but I feel you. we still got a couple weeks left and i yes. i think people are doing a pretty good job at least i don't what from what i'm seeing in the media anyway like they're and i'm very 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 proud of how much black excellence is being surfaced and having people change the way that they speak you know rather than saying we were slaves saying that we were enslaved you know and so we're a lot further than we were let's say 10 month, 10 years ago you know, during the Black History Month in 2012, as opposed to now, you know, there's a lot of growth there, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, so it's just figuring out how to do that and sticking and remaining myself and my best self at the same time. Yeah. If that makes I, sense. It, it does. Because, uh, I mean, I feel the same way. I had a lot of high hopes Uh coming into like this time of like research, study, personal realization and all of this stuff. Uh, And then it just hasn't really panned out that way. However, you know, again, it's like, well, I'm, it's not going to be beneficial for me to like judge myself against this thing that I didn't do because I wanted to do it and I just didn't end up doing it. Like, I don't know, Uh, especially with how, like you're saying, like we still walk in, in the world and we still see everything and we are still engaging even in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I kind of feel on that too. Cause I was like starting to feel like kind of bad about myself. Cause I was like, Oh, I didn't study as much as I wanted. And I didn't learn new. I didn't go out and seek new things actively. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the exact same time, I'm like, well, when were you going to do that? Because also remember when you work this full-time job and you have um, this side hustle plus this side hustle, plus, you know, go like your, your working out spec, your schedule, your sleeping schedule. Um, when do you socialize and actually spend time with your family? You know, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. even just like part, piecing together a day, it's like, okay, like I, I get it in that sense too, where it's like, ah, as much as I, this is a goal that I did want. It doesn't mean that I can't do it still, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, just like trying to give myself a little bit of grace 
in it because I don't know it's strange feeling a little guilty about not learning more or like not delving in not jumping into the conversation or into your own personal study or any group awareness or whatever it is you know um it's a weird a weird byproduct of that you know like being Mm -hmm. motivated to do it and then when you don't it's like oh now I feel bad about it or maybe that's just me uh I'm only speaking for myself um yeah how that can be a thing is just like uh, yeah do you feel as though we have a responsibility to teach or to um what's the word I'm really looking for do you feel like we just have that responsibility to I guess just portray I guess our experience or portray black history native history like, do you feel like we are the ones that are responsible for that type of change in our society? Ooh. <laughs> I started weaving a really large basket about two weeks ago. Uh, and as I weave uh, there, I'll physically show you, Michaela. However, I'll try to describe it for everyone else. There's, it's oh, a wow, round bag. So it starts with a really tiny thing in the center and then it expands out. And uh, what happens in the center is that there's four pillars. There's four things that you start with, uh, four main groups. And then as you keep going around in a circle and as the bottom of this bag gets bigger and bigger, you start to break up those four groups so that the four turn into eight and then that the eight turn into 16, then the 16 turn into 32 and so on and so on until you expand out into your entire bag. Uh, And one thing that I noticed as I was weaving is that there's certain parts in that breakdown that I was just talking about, uh, the four, eight, 16, 32, 64, all of that, where like maybe my four section is only like an inch thick, whereas my eight section is half an inch. And then my 16 section is an inch and a half. And then my 32 section is only a quarter of an inch. Uh, And one of the realizations that I had as I was weaving and seeing this part of the process was the thought of how certain generations are kind of tasked with holding a little bit more of the work than others. Um, And that's just kind of part of the ebb and flow of it all. Um, And so to kind of like, kind of dance around your question, like that's one thing that like popped out to me, like a lesson from like my hand, my tactile, my actually artwork was like a big aha moment of like, okay, yeah, maybe it is one of those things where like, yes, here in our generation, in our time, we are having to carry just a little bit more. We are having to, represent just a little bit more speak out um self-educate in order to not only feel more assured in ourselves, yet to like be able to speak better about the things that we want to share uh you know where it's like dang that's unfair like that generation didn't have to or like maybe this other generation won't have as much of the work yet in the end it will all hopefully flesh out into like a beautifully well woven put together product um Mm -hmm. so yeah that's just like one thing that kind of like as you were asking that it was just like that thought again of like yeah it's weird um just having those thoughts of like how much do I do I take on how much uh personal responsibility do I feel uh towards all of these initiatives 
uh, and even towards making change in the world. Uh, and then just that realization that like, oh yeah, some, some generations have to carry a whole lot more. You know, we talk about the generation of the fifties and sixties, hella, you know, like that's what everyone talks about. We all know the, the, the term civil rights and civil rights movement, you know, and you mm -hmm. think of those people in that time, like what they had to carry, uh, and, you know, in, in uh, comparison to like, say just another era of like the eighties and nineties, not saying that anything um, wasn't problematic during those times as well, yet just like that, that shifting ebb and flow of like responsibility and weight um, is just interesting. It didn't really answer your question yet. I don't know. It's just like- I think you did. Ish. But, I mean, is there really an answer though? Right. Well, because uh, the other thing that popped up too is like, I don't know if you remember that one question that did come up in the IG live from the audience where they asked me something about like being in different spaces and like being black. Mm -hmm. And do you remember what that was? It was, it was, it was definitely like a question that was heavily focused on intersectionality. And it was like, okay, well, how do you navigate as a native in black spaces? How do you native as I think a black person in native spaces? And how do you navigate as like a, like a biracial person in just normal spaces? It was yeah. something to that effect. And I'm like, that's a heavy that's a lot. That's like in the moment. That's a question. I think in the moment I was just like, like I need at least ten seconds to breathe here. Exactly. How how would you even unpack that? Yeah. Okay. So that's okay. I was trying to remember what it was. Yet again, that that was the other thing that I thought of when you were starting to talk about this part is like that responsibility. Where it's like, yeah, because then you know, in a moment like that, where like you get asked a question, it's like how how responsible do i feel to give a response or like what what depth of a response or you know mm -hmm. just like i don't know it's 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 strange uh carrying a torch that is like just a part of who you are um and, mm -hmm. and it's like well how much do you engage with it actively because you're most likely going to have to engage with it passively just by society alone yeah See, with my answer to the question, I'm going to say no initially. Okay. It's not well. my responsibility. But I'm going to be very careful how I say no. I think to the rest of society, aside from my own, no, it's not my responsibility. I'm doing y'all a favor by yeah. understanding morals and ethics and just, you know, just I'm doing the research for you. I can, I'll be that plug. But at the same time, what I'm more responsible to, what I am responsible to is my own people. Black people, Native people, anyone else that wants to sit in on the conversation and learn, of course, but I think it's more important for me to uplift my people. We've seen racism isn't going anywhere, unfortunately, you know, not as quickly as it should be. Have we gotten better? Of course we've gotten better, but in which ways? You know what I mean? It's just like racism has been sustained since the racism's established America. Yes. It's the foundation which you it's know, all built on. Yeah, yeah. You know, as long as we have business, as long as we have capitalism, as long as we have, you know, blending of races that, you know, there's just so much to it. You know, as long as there yes. we have generations that still pride themselves on on racism, as long as we have POS presidents in the office that are inflicting racism, but not calling it racism. And there's just there's so much to it. You know, I think yeah. 
what I've realized within these last two years is no, it's not my responsibility to teach the people. If I'm asked, of course, I would, I don't want anybody speaking on my own culture's behalf or my own race's behalf. That's my experience. That's something I can own. That's something I can share in any way that I feel like sharing. But when it comes to what is my responsibility, it's going to be uplifting my people, paying it forward from the generation's that were that raised me the generations before me that made it possible for me to be here that made it possible for me to learn certain things that put me in positions to to do certain things it's my responsibility to pass that down to the next generation it's my responsibility to uplift my own people to show them their worth and where they stand in society beyond society standards so no to everyone else no it's not my responsibility to my people yes i feel like i have a responsibility um but that's just how I feel right now yeah. in this moment, yeah. you know, but yeah, I, I like I said, if, you know, someone asks me like tonight, I have a speech because it's black history month, you know, and they notice people are listening. And that's, that's the thing that kind of rubs me the wrong right way too, is it's more than a month. <laughs> you know I what I mean? about this a couple of weeks ago and I didn't I put my tongue on it. Um, I'm still a token in a sense, you, you know? know? And so that's you why know? I'm saying this is why everything frustrates me. And it's so, like, yeah, the other week I and was I'm like, trying to be positive. I was like, uh, did you get your Black History Month bookings yet? Uh, you know, just uh, with like November. Girl, now, please. Like, oh, did you get your they, Indigenous People's Day bookings yet? Because like, <laughs> or like Native American Heritage Month, you know, like you get yes. your bookings yet? Like, and this is why I'm like, this is why I've been hesitant with Black History Month. Like, and I tell some of my dad this, I'm like, I don't know why I just feel like a little bit more you know, not angry about the month, but a little, a little off-putting because it's like, this is the only time people really listens to listen to us. But at the same time, you have to think about everyone before us that have fought for us, that has protest for us, that has died for us, that got hung for us, everything. Like people are listening during this month. And even though, yeah, in a sense, it's kind of a handout, like, okay, this is the only time people are going to listen. I think it's up to me if this is something that I wanted to carry, let's say, um, it's up to me. Okay. You guys are going to listen to me now. It's up to me what I do with it from here on out. But that's a, that's a weight. When I say responsibility, that's a weight I don't want to have to carry. Like, I don't want to have to feel like people are listening to me right now. It's my job to help change the, the world and the country and what I do with it from here on out. Like, that's not my responsibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not getting, it's, it's, it's not something that I, I want change. And I think that's what it takes for change in this country but at the same time i feel like if white people and racist people you know just listen to us rather than feeling like you know they only want to hear what they want to hear when they want to hear it it'd be a lot more beneficial if they just tapped into what how we are living in everyday life like what events I put on within my own community, come out to those and see how I'm speaking to my people. Come see our struggles that we're helping each other through. That's how we learn. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have to go out of my way to tell you the issues when we're, you know, we're projecting them right here. You guys just choose to listen and turn a blind blind eye. You know what I mean? So it's very, it's hard to balance. Like, yeah. it, I don't know. It's just, and it's like with these speaking engagements, I don't ever really try to teach, teach anything necessarily. Um, I basically just tell my experience and break it down and what that has meant to me. Um, and then along with 
what that has projected in society. Like I just try to intertwine all intertwine it all, but more importantly, just give my experience, you know, and give people who I may know their experience. And if they feel like shit sitting there, then cool. I made my point. Or if they, you know, are angry at their friend that they've been friends with for so long or the neighbor down the street or whatever, like, cool. You know, it resonated with you. It's not my job to make you feel like you need to get up and do something and make change. That's your responsibility. You know, I'm not responsible for anybody's mindset, their mind frame. I'm here to share my story. So that way you guys understand how we have to maneuver, maneuver and operate in this world. And it's not our fault. You know what I mean? So there's just a lot to it. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. (laughs) It's just a lot going through my mind in terms of, you know, and I'm grateful for the speaking engagements because it means that there are people that want to learn. You know, it's not the people in that in that room that I'm worried about. I'm worried about the people who chose not to be in that room and to listen. So it's their job to go out and influence their own. Let's just say, you know what I'm saying? So if I can be an influence, cool. You know what I mean? But I'm not out here trying to preach to white people on what they should or could be doing. That's not, that's not my responsibility. No. Oh, no. And Loki, you can't pay me enough. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, The, um, the, the will or like the, the, the motivation to, to learn personally uh, is like a major thing for like, so going back to like your original question, like that's where, yes, I feel responsibility, you know, uh, because mm-hmm. yes, it's true that like the general educa- public education system that I went through basically failed me in, yeah. you know, sharing uh, a wide range of things that fall outside of European and or Eurocentric white history, right? Uh, and now that I'm an adult, I can make a change in that. And now that I'm aware of it as well, um, you know, I can go out and I can learn more. And especially again, as people know here, I, I have a disconnect with uh, with my black side, you know, and even just the term black, I, I go back and forth about this all mm-hmm. the time because, you know, like, yes, black, like it's it's an American term, like it had to be derived in um, or, or, you know, deriving from a, a, a American progression in in identity. Uh, so like, it's not an all encompassing, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't fully encompass my ancestry, you know, it doesn't encompass the African and, and the root ancestry just by saying black, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so I go back and forth on that all the time. So it's like, uh, and these are things that I'm like, okay. And so I, I do have this disconnect with this side of me, uh, and I also have opportunity to learn, you know, like for myself, because again, like honoring our ancestors, honoring, like you said, all of the sacrifice that went into putting us together physically, you know, um, mm-hmm. we're, we're made up of a bunch of parts of other people and, and, you know, minerals yeah. and the universe and all the things, you know, uh, and so, yeah, like I, that's where I feel the responsibility is like, it's personally for me, you know, cause I'm like, just because it was withheld from me in a lot of ways, doesn't mean that I myself have to like stay away from that. You know, like I can go out and I can venture and I can broaden and, and deepen my understanding and connection and knowing. So that's where I feel the responsibility. Yes. Uh, and then on the no side of it, it's, it's exactly in alignment with what you were saying. And um, one way that it really stood out for me recently is that I, I signed up for Talkspace 
um, mm-hmm. about a week and a half ago. And, and I've been waiting. Anyways, I got matched with my first provider in Talkspace. Uh, it's like a online uh, messaging, video messaging and whatever, uh, like therapy uh, site mm-hmm. that matches an individual with a therapist and this and that. Anyways, I got my first match and I was like, <laughs> I was like slightly disappointed because I was like, uh, I was like, not this like white cis hetero male. Um, mm-hmm. And and the first step in talk space is like doing a 10 minute, um, hey, let's get to know each other, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, in my mind, I was just like thinking about the situation and like, like, one, just my comfort level. Cause again, like, you know, it, 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 it affects how you feel, you know, and you want to feel comfortable in these situations. Uh, yeah. And so just off top, like I already have like a little bit of like anxiousness, even with like talking to this guy and just being like, I don't know that I can talk to you, you know, and I don't know that I want to explain myself to you. And I already like, and I know this is just me now in my head yet kind of like anticipate being like, well, what do you mean by like, not talking to me or what do you mean about like not having to explain things to me and I'm like even in that I'm like I already foresee like having to explain mm-hmm. <laughs> not explaining myself to a person you know because like you don't yeah. have my experience and like so like I I know that this is all kind of well you know it's all potential yet it's also based off of experience you know where it's like just even having to go in and be like these are the reasons why I feel uncomfortable in this situation these are the reasons why I would feel limited um, and like, you know, having to break that down to educate another person, um, mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, girl, like this isn't my job. It's not my job to like, have you understand, uh, indigenous and, and native, uh, pedagogies and ways of thinking as well as, you know, uh, uh, the black American experience and, um, uh, like diaspora, um, anything encompassed in the diaspora and, and, and how it affects uh, not only society yet, like how I walk in my life and how it affects me mentally. And then that, you know, plays into my entire life. So yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I agree with you on, on the no about like educating and all that for sure. You know, it's like, it's not my job. And like, it's kind of frustrating right now in a real life example for me in like uh, in going into this appointment next week where I'm just like, you know, I'm sure, sir, you're a good person, you know, I'm sure you're qualified in all these ways. And I'm not going to write off this. However, my first feeling is discomfort. And my first feeling isn't a level of like, being able to be open uh, in ways that I want to. And then, you know, then it's just like, ugh, ugh, not me having to like, teach another person, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that you. made sense. Yeah. Oh no, it it definitely, definitely does. And I think that's what needed, like that's okay to feel that way. And we shouldn't have to feel hesitant on explaining what we want, you know, at all. Yeah. You know, and let that sit with you. We shouldn't have to explain what we want or what we deserve or what we need, more yeah. importantly. And and we and I've mentioned this before is like our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents, the way they moved and maneuvered within their life, they weren't allowed to make white people uncomfortable. They didn't want to make white people uncomfortable. And in many ways, we still kind of move that way when we don't have to anymore, you know? And I think about that just walking down the street just the other day, 
I was in Target and this, I'm like, okay, I'm not on the East Coast anymore because when I went into Target, all these white people were just getting in my way. Like, and this is what I'm saying is I can't just, I can't just be at my favorite store, like just shopping (laughs) (laughs) because something's going to irritate me. This is my Zen place. This is therapy. Target (laughs) is my therapy. And so (laughs) exactly. And it's like, they literally will just stand straight up in the middle of the aisle and I have to walk around them. I shouldn't have to walk around you. You know what I mean? And Oh gosh. It just, oh, it could just irritates me so bad. And even on the plane yesterday, like coming off of the plane, like you're supposed to like leave your, like that you work your way from the front to the back of the plane when you guys are leaving the plane, like you go row by row, all these people, like I'm standing by the seat, all these white people are just grabbing their bags, just going in front of me. I'm like, it's not your turn. You know what I mean? So where it's like, all right, well, let me just step in front of you. I don't even care if I nudge you, if I bump you, it's not your, it's not your world. You know, I'm not visiting, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. And like, I posted this post on social media. Yes, I'm not visiting. That took me a second to, to, <laughs> that would hit my bad. I said, wait, wait. oh, oh, yes. <laughs> but it's just like it, the oh wait, the post on social media that I posted, and I think it's an old video, but it cracks me up. And it's like of this white, and I might have even brought up the last show, I don't remember, but it was just like this white girl's like, just got back from a run, and I look so cute running, and she's like, you know recording herself and then all of a sudden this black guy comes back comes comes through and it was like move get out my fucking way bitch it's black history month (laughs) i was like bro this is how i feel every day and this is how we feel in white spaces dear white people this is not your world we are all equally here i don't owe you anything get out of my way don't stand in the middle of the aisle when i'm trying to shop at target and watching me waiting for you to get out of the way don't just do whatever you feel like you feel like you want to do when there's other people around i'm saying this to all white people you know who you are like and that's what i'm saying that's why it's just hard for me to maneuver in the world because it's like everything like this really bothers me to where i feel like i have to make white people comfortable when i don't you know what i mean like i'm not my grandparents and (laughs) i seen this shirt at the pop-up shop and it was like dear white people i am not my grandparents you will catch these hands or something like that and i'm like this is so true and it's like this is and this is what we're talking about and like when i talk like i'm not trying to be harsh like in this show i don't hate white people and it took a lot for me just kidding i'm I'll do that there. i don't hate white people because not all white people are bad let's just be honest we all have you know my we i don't even i don't know i almost pulled that line i'm gonna just be quiet but like anyway (laughs) there are great white people out in the world that really do understand you know and i'm very appreciative of those white people when i say you know i'm appreciative of all people that you know understand their place in society and really understanding what equality means and trying to uplift us all for who we are and allowing us to be who we are because there are people like that but there are us there are also very simple-minded people who grasp on to the roots, the false roots of our country. And I would say our roots of the false history of this country. And they take pride in that and the tradition. And those are the people I'm speaking to who just refuse to change and to understand the true histories of this, of this country. And just feeling as though 
you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a new day. I'm just going to put it that way. And we're not all going to be very nice. I might have a, I might have a, I might be hangry that day. Uber Eats might be running late and I have to run to the store. And if you're in my way, I'm going to do what I rightfully please. But it's just a lot of people just really don't understand these spaces. And when I'm talking about when we come into a room, and we have to read the room. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like, who's in this room? Who's going to be staring at me? Who's not going to allow me to do my basic right of going up to the counter and ordering? Like, these are the these are the rooms we have to read. And this is even though I'm sitting here and I'm joking and I'm saying, you know, how much this really does bother me, because it really does. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't have to be bothered. You know, some people should really have the decency to step to the side or really have the decency to you know, not feel as though they can just walk up to the cashier, even though I've been standing in line. Like there's a lot of things. This is the little bits and tweaks of racism that we have to deal with every day. And a lot of times we don't say anything, (laughs) you know, you know, I don't say anything when I should say something I can kick and I can scream and I can be on this podcast and release my anger. But did I do anything? (laughs) No, I'm trying to be a nice individual, but this is what I'm saying is we live in a world, we have lived in a world to where, you know, it's generational that we can't make white people uncomfortable, but I think it's, it's time to start making people uncomfortable, especially when it's, uh, when it, when it's just my basic right to be in the same space as you, you know? So exactly. I don't know. That's my little, my little bit from (laughs) fuck white comfort season always around these parts. Uh, you know, and this is a recent revelation in the last few years and it's just like growing, uh, one part of it that really like, uh, like, advanced for me was hearing this one uh conversation and and i haven't read this lady's book (laughs) funny enough it's actually a white lady who like talks about it yet one major thing that she brought out in this one podcast episode that i listened to uh was the distinction of like racist like that word you know and how people are so just like anti wanting to be labeled racist because how we know how we understand it now is like if you are a racist, then it most likely means that you equal a bad person. And if you are not racist, then you are not a bad person and or a good person, you know? So by using like the, that term or like the thought of like, oh, this person, the label of like, this person is racist. Um, you know, oftentimes people will obviously just first thing throw up their hands and deny and be the opposite or like, you know, de- deny basically that's all it is. Uh, and the, the shift that she introduced or like purported or whatever shift, whatever, I'm trying to think of the right verb and I can't, it's whatever, uh, posited nay, uh, <laughs> is, uh, the discussion of like, just basically like whether like taking taking that the label away because again it's a binary and as we know binaries um are gonna fuck you up uh because life isn't necessarily a binary it's it's a whole blur of things yeah mm-hmm. we as humans we like to simplify and we like to like parse things out and that's it's a byproduct of of this colonial world that we live into you know it's it's a major step that allows you or that allows uh all of this this entire system that we're living in it, it allows it to move forward um, yet, so taking that away to where it's not about whether you're a good person or a bad person, whether you're racist or not, and how or why or in what ways you're holding up racism or enacting mm-hmm. racism or mm. walking in racism, you know? So, yes, you may be a very good person I like that. and you may do all of these things, you may have the friends, yet you still may be holding up racist ideals 
or racist yeah. principles um, or, or, or principles of racism or, you know, of of superiority or whatever it may be, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and that that one light bulb, it like it for me, because it was like, yes, because it, it the, the debate always stops when you're like, oh, you called me a racist, you know? And then it's yeah. like, I'm not a racist because again, people equate that immediately with being a bad person, you know? And they're like, I'm a mm-hmm. grandfather and 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 my and, and my grandchildren are mixed babies. They're and black, that, yeah. And you know, and it's like this and that, whoa, so I can't be racist. Girl, um, okay, well, if we take away the label itself of racist, yet look at your actions, your words, your principles, your thoughts, how many of these things that I just listed enable and or encourage racist or uh, uh, ideals of racism of 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 white <laughs> superiority uh, yeah which that's the one that i don't like um because <laughs> it's really their inferiority uh exactly yeah, like, uh, the, the basically just the, the hierarchical system that is like this imaginary system yet it's also upheld with you know our our police state and uh our government and the way that money works um so it is a tactile thing, even though it technically is invisible, is invisible, um, which we know, um, and that branches out into many different conversations. Yeah. Anyways, that's mm-hmm. like that's the main takeaway that I was like really trying to get across is like that's one thing that I've been doing for myself lately is like just trying to like reframe the conversation um, when addressing it with people. It's like okay, yeah, like you may not be racist or you may not consider yourself a racist yet. Um, these three actions and these four things that you know, came from those actions are all upholding racism. So like people being in your way, people feeling as though they have the right of way over you, you know, or, or these other examples that you're talking about. It's like, yeah, these may be very good people uh, and they're kind and they're generous in their other ways, yet they're also still walking and maintaining these systems because they profit from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And it's that privilege. That's yeah. the white privilege, exactly what we're talking. And that's the yes. sad part about it is people don't notice that they do it. So it's so deep rooted. Your privilege is so deep rooted within you that you have been comfortable because everyone caters to you and you don't realize how much black and people have to put themselves aside for your comfort. Because if we do act, if we shoot, if we get comfortable, if we take our place in society like we deserve and y'all throw a fit about it, Who's going to be in handcuffs? There's actually just a video circulating about these two boys. One was white, one was black. White threw the first punch, was in the black dude's face. Black dude's, hey, get out my face. They start fighting. The two cops are on this black kid, knees on their back, on his shoulders, cuffing him up. The white boy just sitting there like he just won this fight. Like, and that's what I'm saying is yeah. like, we can't afford, and I hate, to, I hate to put it that way, but it's like, we can't afford to just fit into society because if we get too comfortable, you know, our lives are at risk, you know, and we can't afford to do that because we have families just as these people have families, you know, and we're, we're fighting a fight that they don't even know about. And that's the sad part is a lot of these people that do white privileged people don't even realize how normalized they just function within society, but it's, it's, it's at other people's risks, you know, it's on other people's back. So that's the part that's, that's just very frustrating. And so when I, even when I do speak and I'm like, Hey, if you're not one of these people, because not all white people are like this, but you clearly have privilege just in a sense, because of your skin tone, just because of those people who are privileged, those people are comfortable. They're looking at you as an equal. So how do you stand up for the right thing? How do you stand up for 
us in these certain spaces. If I'm at Target and you're the in the middle and I can't go around you and this lady's just sitting there yapping on her phone, you're white. You say, hey, excuse me, can you come off to the side because you're in, you know, you're in our way or you're in this person's way that go. That's you using your privilege. Now, if I said, hey, can you get out of the way, please? And even if I said it in the most respectful way, excuse me, ma'am, I'm just trying to get through. I have to come over to this aisle. Do you mind moving off to the side? I shouldn't have to be that nice, first of all, because you're not showing me that same respect by any means. If you see me trying to get around you. Right. But if I say, hey, do you mind stepping off to the side? All of a sudden. Why are you harassing me? Why are you talking to me? What did I do wrong? Why are you yelling at me? You know what I mean? And then they get security guards to come up. Then I'm escorted out of the store and I can't get my kids. I can't get my siblings what they need from this. That's what I'm saying. And it may sound dramatic, but this is literally how it is. And this is why I get frustrated. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just easier for me to walk around than to be the angry black woman and for this woman to, you know, get excited and cause a scene because yep. that's most of the time. That's usually how it goes when you see these videos, yeah. you know, even the one in what central park when the guy uh, wasn't doing anything, he was literally uh, doing what he was rightfully able to do. And this yeah. woman, this black man's harassing me, you know, and, and, it, she and it comes breaking the law. She didn't have her exactly. dog or whatever it was. And she got yeah. what her dog taken away from well, her like, too, because that dog, dog was choking the dog. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just crazy. And this is what I'm saying is like, these are the spaces that we have to, walk in so i know those people aren't listening to this podcast they would have turned it off the first five minutes so it's like those that are listening we do appreciate we appreciate all of our listeners first of all but you know take this conversation let it resonate with you you know you you obviously have thick skin if you're on our what 35th 34th episode by now 35 here 35 so I mean, really take what we're what we're saying to heart and realize, okay, now it's your responsible responsibility to uplift your race. And if not your race, your race, your community. You know what I mean? And it's that and that's what I mean. It's not my responsibility to teach you, but these are our experience. What are you gonna do with it to enforce change and equality? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because we're not the ones that necessarily need it as much as, you know, y'all are kind of, you know the thorn in our ass a little bit <laughs> like, just that way. not you guys in particular but your race is <laughs> so it's like you know we gonna be all right over here like we'll Yo. figure our ish out but it's just like hey like if we really want to if we really want to get to equality you know this is everybody needs to take accountability and responsibility for themselves but as Mike Jack, Mike Jack said, you know, it's the man in the mirror. <laughs> oh, I did see that play. Did I say that? I said, oh no, wait, I said it the last show, right? The Michael Jackson. Yeah. So now I'm on my mic. My mic. Gotta make a change for for once in your life. <laughs> I, I don't remember the word change. No, my, <laughs> I just think about the lyrics. I'm like, wait a second. Make a change. For once in my life. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna feel real good. Gonna be real good. Gonna make gonna a difference. difference. Gonna make it right. All right. I don't, I didn't hit that note. My little sister <laughs> loves that song. Like as a toddler, oh my oh, gosh, she you would swear she would have started crying. She used to play that song on repeat at like five years old. 
she was ready. Hence why my little sister's such a caring individual. <laughs> I was like, change the song. I'm not she trying to ready. go through therapy as an oldest. It's like, you put me through a whole headache right now. Like, I don't even, I really got to reflect on myself. And she's over here, just this child listening to this grown song. But anyway, oh, anyway, hilarious. that was, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it comes down even to like the small things. I, I remember I was like, with this one person and I was out with him and his friends one time and we're sitting around at a dinner table having fun everyone's like laughing and then like some of his friends you know it's all white crowd I'm the only person of color there and I remember some of his friends are like going back and forth and like making like slavery jokes um Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like uh wait a second you know um Mm -hmm. and I just remember like being so uncomfortable because again it's in that moment where it's like okay do I kill the mood of this entire like vibe that ever like the like the the nightlife you know it's like a Saturday night there's like live music playing and all this stuff everyone's having a good time and then am am I the person to interject and be like um this isn't appropriate and it's actually kind of offensive you know um yeah and I remember the person that I was seeing like didn't didn't interject by any means and so I just like sat there and I felt so uncomfortable and like just like again so offended in the very moment and alone and um and so again it's like going back to that point where it's like this person was a good person you know and all of those people around the table like I knew them that wasn't the first time that we hung out like they were like good people too yet one they didn't have the awareness or the perspective to be like hey this isn't an an appropriate conversation or this isn't really something to joke about um Mm -hmm. in these ways um and then two uh for no one to speak up or against or about it, you know, being like, oh, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 you know? Uh, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, you can be a good person and still do these fucked up things and you can still uphold these systems and you can still propagate it. You can still push it forward. Uh, and and so, yeah, like I think about that, just like you were saying, because then it's like, then you have to make that choice. Like, oh, am I going to be that person? Am I going to be the Debbie Downer? Am I going to be the angry black woman? Am I going to be the whatever trope it may be, right? Mm-hmm. That like, brings the the seriousness back to the to the moment whatever that moment is um yet it's like uh just exhausting you know because you're like yeah you, you always have to like mitigate that back and forth that choice of like wanting to be supported by others just like you're saying you know like if somebody else said something then it wouldn't be a problem you know it, and and that would help you know in general, like it's those small little things that would help where it doesn't have to be like grand legislative overarching things. Like it's these small interactions where, you know, when you know it in the time, like even when I realize, uh, I remember like another time, just like, or just like thinking of like, you know, like, um, like a, a woman at dinner table getting, getting spoken over by like this other person just being like, exactly. wait a second, you know, like exactly halt over here, halt on the other side, because I believe she had the floor. Mm-hmm. So if we can just refocus back on what she was saying that would be ever so great you know and it's like it's the tiniest little thing yet again well then that's working against the patriarchy and you know i was the only other male there so then it's like oh you know like not that it's only up to me to say that yet like it's a time where it's like oh this was obvious it was blatant you know and it's like Mm -hmm. sir you know like also not you know can we please allow her to finish her thoughts and what she was saying um yeah and for you not to feel like you can just over talk her for the fourth time here in a row or the third time, whatever it may be, you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think for women of color, it's then you have to deal with misogyny. That's a whole another act of discrimination. You know, yeah. when I say intersectionality, that's exactly what I mean when you have multiple forms of discrimination in different ways. So, yeah. So I think we did a good breakdown of, yeah. <laughs> of where we come. This, this should have been probably our first episode as to why we say the things that we say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not our first um, episode for your mental health. <laughs> yeah, we went real deep. We just hit you with the, here you go. Yes. But um, no. Well, on the next episode of Quantum Theory. <laughs> for real, for real. Uh, well, I, I hope to get some beating in. Like I said, I have been weaving lately. Yeah, I, I need to get back to some needles. I did get to do like a deep cleanse this past weekend where I like really cleared out my space, did another really deep clean. I even organized my beads and my materials and my supplies so that mm-hmm. felt pretty dope because, again, just like having a moment to recollect, recharge and just like redistribute like, OK, now I can move forward one step at a time rather than like trying to like waver around and all this like mess and like, you mm-hmm. know, just unclear and clarity. Mm, that's not a word. Moral is, uh, yeah, hoping to get into some beadwork this weekend and and like get that back on my heart because it's actually been a minute. And like I could, I could use a little art therapy at this moment. How about you? you That's always a good feeling. Yeah, right. Uh, Do you have uh, any any major plans after all of your your keynotes and your major speaking events? Yeah. So I will do a little listen to my mixtape moment. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm doing a speech tonight. Heard my mixtape? No, please. <laughs> I'm doing a speech tonight on I'm not sure if it will be on any platforms, but if so, it would be in affiliation with the Lewis Clark State College. Um, I'm doing a speech a talk tonight on it's called Reclamation and Representation in Rural Communities. So I'm gonna be doing that. And then I'm also gonna be doing a IG live with the Ty Simpson, which you might have may have heard her <laughs> on our show. Um, I'm doing that with my new business, Indigenous Creatives, and I'm partnering with Native Max Magazine. So definitely go check that out on the Indigenous Creatives page. I save all the videos to the timeline. She's not one you want to miss. If you heard her her speak on our show, just know every time she speaks, she drops gems. So I'll be doing that tonight. I also got a hat raffle. So whoever, whenever, whoever's listening, if you're listening to this, the winner was already chosen, but go check out beadworkbymikayla.com and see what else I got on my, on my page. Um, so that was my little mixtape moment, just throwing that out there. Um, and then as term in regard to new projects, nothing new necessarily. I really, I'm trying to tie down all of these custom orders. I've been saying that for the last year probably, but um, it's becoming a little bit of a heavy weight to carry. So I'll probably be knocking those out. And I do have some things that I want to start. I'm not going to speak on them yet because they're not started, but I do have some things that I want to create as of this year. Um, some new items, some bigger items that I have not done before. So, um, to be continued on, um, that BBM creative process, I think throughout this year, I want to drop some drop some things that are a little bit different. It's going to be fashion forward. It's going to be very art forward. Um, I want to challenge myself to kind of go down the avenue, step up my game, you know, release who I was and walk into who I'm becoming as an artist. And so I'm excited to do that as well. 
But um, otherwise, I'm here at home on the res with my family. So I like to focus on family while I'm here. So we got family dinner locked in. I always like have a mandatory. We have to have a family dinner. So it's going to be filled with family, filled with the little brothers and sisters this weekend. Um, that's going to be like my therapy. Um, and then hit the ball, get the ball rolling again next week. And then um, I got some other plans for the upcoming month. But I will talk on those and speak on those as they come so for the next episode <laughs> we'll see doing, where i'm at <laughs> are you doing art market again this year i don't know you have to apply every year so when when if does i get the, in oh or i guess are, are you considering applying i has the when does the application stuff happen it's closed so they oh. opened up their application last when was it? I think it was December. I don't know. Okay. I put my stuff in December or November. They did it pretty early. And so okay. I put my stuff in immediately. Nice. And so I don't know when they're going to let us know who was chosen. So fingers crossed, you know, you yeah. never know. Um, even though I got in last year, it may mean, not mean that I get in this year. Who knows? So I'm just going to stay hopeful and um, see, see what happens. But yeah, um, that's awesome. kind of all I got now in terms of upcoming things upcoming projects um i feel like it's a day-by-day process with me i don't really know i commit to things and i'm like michaela (laughs) why did you do that when you have everything else on your plate so we'll see but otherwise i'm very excited to see where your basket goes that you've gotten very far very quickly so i'm excited you saw exactly where it's going um because i actually hit a a roadblock i i don't like where it is and i put far too much time in and i i don't have that much time to get a lot of things done so this one specific one that i started it's it's not going any further than this it's it's gonna get remixed i know it was it actually kind of fucked me up last night i was like in a really Mm -hmm. bad place about it for like 15 minutes and then i just had to be like kellen let it go it's okay and and i've already got a plan on like repurposing the stuff um yeah, I, I need to keep moving forward because like if, if I go backwards, That's what I, I say. you know, I'm just like, I, I've, I've got to. So I'm like this, this one that this one basket itself or this one like large weaving project, it's done right now. It's put on pause because uh, I need to get to the other stuff because, you know, like yeah. I was just saying. Um, however, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. I think sometimes when we're working on items, when we stare at it too long, you don't really, you, sometimes it just doesn't sit well with you and you yeah. almost don't like it. And I, when I first started beating, I used to get so mad. I used to throw pieces away. I used to just, I had like a whole basket full of just undones. Some of them I like finished like the whole base with it was beadwork. I finished oh. the whole base and I wouldn't edge it or anything. I wouldn't finish it. And so now I tell myself, Michaela, take a deep breath just keep going put it down today just finish it because it's like as an you can you as an artist you can change what direction it goes in you know Correct. but this is what Correct. it is to be artists this is what you're paying for people the mental <laughs> the stress the right. uncertainty you you really challenge our creativity in a lot of ways and so it's the whole process but yeah i always just in life you just keep swimming yeah. <laughs> you'll create oh, something burn. beautiful <laughs> But all right, (laughs) I guess we can get out of here. Until next time, y'all. We want to thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com. 
feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at Quantum Theory Pod, and you can also find us on Facebook.com backslash Quantum Theory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotzki yipi See you next time.